Chapter Eighteen of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Gabby Cowan. The history of Sageland continued Arletta during the one thousand years prior to the great catastrophe was simply a record of heaven on earth in which the inhabitants lived for and loved one another the abolition of the pernicious system of individual accumulation was the direct cause for the existence of this beautiful state of affairs for when the people discovered that they could no longer hoard up wealth for personal advantage but were required to give their best efforts toward general production in exchange for the necessities of life they lost all evil desires and endeavored to secure the highest esteem of their fellow beings by perfecting themselves mentally morally and physically for the good of the community the system by which the state required each individual to devote a portion of his time toward general production and which gave him in return for his services a home food clothes education entertainment and in fact everything necessary to his welfare and comfort is so simple and easy of comprehension that any living thing above the intellectual line of the ape should be able to understand it in the first place the state was simply the people all of the people working harmoniously together as a unit every child was educated from its infancy in the economic principles of the state and upon arriving at maturity was given a voice in its government there were no privileges whatsoever granted to any particular person or persons no matter how superior their intelligence nor how valuable the services they rendered to the country as long as any one whether strong or weak lived up to the laws of the state and applied himself to the best of his ability just so long was he allowed a voice in the government and an equal proportion of the benefits accorded to all both men and women enjoyed equal rights every man and woman in the country was a public servant they all worked for the public good each law adopted was put into force through the direct vote of all the people municipal and sectional laws were made uniform throughout the entire nation the public officials were chosen from the wisest men and women of the land these officials formulated the laws but none of them became operative until sanctioned by the people through suffrage and no matter whether the law was great or trivial it was left for the people to decide whether they could accept or reject it the majority always settled the question and the law went into operation for a stated period at the expiration of which time the question would again be reconsidered and voted upon if necessary the laws were few and perfectly plain and could not be evaded nor was there any advantage to be gained by evading them the principle simply decreed that all persons must devote a certain portion of their time to advancing the conditions of the country which gave them sustenance 
the state allotted to the individual the employment for which it was demonstrated he was best fitted the working hours were few so that there was no strain upon any one no matter what labor he had to perform the average length of time the individual was compelled to work for the public was four hours daily the balance of the time being at his own disposal but usually occupied as follows four hours study two hours for physical exercise and recreative games three hours to music painting and other intellectual amusements three hours for nourishment and eight hours for sleep while it was not compulsory to pass one's time as stated still it was generally taught and believed that in so doing the individual developed his greatest qualities as the state provided everything the individual needed from time of birth until death it gave him an opportunity to devote his time to higher and purer thoughts and purposes than the mere animal desires for selfish gain and thus exterminated the cause of deception fraud theft and all other crimes arising therefrom according to our laws the public owned and operated everything and produced and distributed all of its own goods and in doing this it set aside all superfluous vocations that merely wasted public power and turned these forces into other channels for the common good for instance as the state owned all the land and everything that was produced and simply gave to the individual that which he was capable of consuming there was no need for such things as taxes and without taxes there was no public labor wasted by tax collectors lawyers treasurers auditors clerks bookkeepers etc then again the individual being able to obtain everything free of charge money became valueless all the evils of the financial system eliminated and the preponderance of labor expended in upholding this unnatural system was used for productive purposes thus doing away with such occupations as money-making money-lending banking broking speculating gambling etc without money in existence and labor being the only purchasing power and as every one was satisfied by the state in return for the individual services there was nothing left to steal and consequently no necessity for utilizing the labor of an army or of human beings as police detectives judges lawyers juries etc and as all the public necessities were produced and distributed by the most systematic direct and economic methods straight from the storehouses to the consumers there was no use for merchants traders jobbers agents salesmen clerks peddlers etc as each individual was compelled to give a percentage of his time toward general production in order to be a member in good standing of the community and able to enjoy all the rights that such membership accorded there was no chance to avoid honest work and no room for such parasites as tramps beggars and society loafers so that in abolishing the stupid system of individual accumulation and substituting nature's plan of united labor and honest distribution 
all useless vocations and parasitic accessories were extirpated entirely thus transferring that tremendous leakage of human power into honest production the beneficial results of this change being shorter work hours increased education refinement comfort and security for everybody and the extermination of selfishness and crime united labor merely utilized the various forces of nature to produce and distribute all the necessities of life for the general welfare of mankind by the most intelligent humane and unselfish methods but said i as arletta paused for a moment was it not a very difficult matter to make all men give their best efforts to the state when there was no incentive for personal gain other than that which everybody else received and did not those who were capable of accomplishing more work than others complain of the benefits given to those with less ability and not so industriously inclined as themselves those same questions were asked and answered over five thousand years ago replied arletta and were subsequently proved to be fallacies if a man's highest aim in life is to foolishly pile up worldly products for his own piggish satisfaction then he is really on no higher plane than the swine for the rich accumulate wealth like the hog does filth for what they know not it requires far more ability to build a strong moral character and a kindly feeling for others than it does to accumulate a mountain of produce the sagemen with their splendid intellects would gladly have worked themselves to death for the public good had not the state restricted the working hours and required each person to give proper care and attention to himself as well as to the public immediately after discarding the old system of individual accumulation the sagemen passed a law that all persons refusing to do their portion of work for the public should be considered insane and put into asylums until such time as they regained their proper senses no work no freedom the statute said but even in the beginning there was very little use for these asylums and within two generations they became obsolete for the want of inmates the vast majority of human beings are anxious to appear in the best possible light in the eyes of their contemporaries and are swayed either forward or backward by the sentiment of others if public opinion says to the individual you are held equally responsible with everybody else for the general welfare and conditions of your country and if you show a lack of self-respect by trying to evade the small portion of work necessary to pay for your keeping then you shall be judged mentally and morally unsound and not fit to associate with respectable people he will not only do all that is expected of him but will try to outwork everybody else in order to secure the highest esteem of his fellow beings the system of individual accumulation as now practiced throughout the entire world is a most brutal plan of existence 
it is either directly or indirectly responsible for all the crime and suffering humanity has to contend with it causes men to forget their souls in the desperate struggle for a mere living it saps the strength of the individual and then censures him for being weak it drops him of the fruits of his labor and then blames him for being poor it forces him to steal and then punishes him for being a thief it drives him to all sorts of crime and then condemns him for being a criminal it encourages and gives everything to the strong and discourages by taking everything from the weak it originated with the primitive savages and is the most beastly and debasing system conceivable it keeps mankind in the very lowest stage of intelligence and in a condition of helplessness on one side and slavery on the other it has been saturated with so many idiotic laws and so-called remedies since its inception that it now resembles a great network of legalized corruption laws for this and laws for that and laws to offset other laws are enacted until the power of human race is wasted in either making or breaking the innumerable edicts made to uphold a weak and rotten system you cannot make right by patching up wrong a new and effective system cannot be created by changing the features of an old and putrid one an entirely new foundation must be constructed in order to ensure solidity and strength that was the reason the sagemen uprooted entirely the cancerous system of individual accumulation and planted in its place the scientific and mutually beneficial plan of united labor and equal distribution as decreed by natural law the ape-man being the foremost of living particles on earth at the present time a nature being capable willing and generous enough to abundantly provide for all of his needs he should immediately cast off the yoke of greed and devote his time and best efforts to a nobler work than the petty accumulation of plunder end of chapter eighteen recorded by gabby cowan in kingston ontario canada